Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. Most people have a favorite scripture passage. It's great that we do because the more we hear them, sometimes the deeper we fall in love with them. But sometimes I wish... I could almost shake off everything I knew or saw or felt about some of the scripture passages so I could hear them fresh, like I never heard them before. Because you know, now at this point, I've been reading the Bible, studying the Bible, preaching the Bible, it's hard for parts of it to be fresh anymore. And I, and I kind of long for, how did this first sound to somebody who's an adult? Because what happens here is we are being invited into a family, a family that Jesus loved very much. You know, we do. You hear about Martha and Mary, Lazarus. We know that he was very close friends with them because in a whole different gospel, Luke, who had different eyewitnesses, different sources, this family comes up over there. Remember, he was there for dinner. And Martha's there trying to get things ready. Mary's just sitting there, listening to Jesus. And you remember Martha came in and said, Lord, tell her to help me. i got to get the things ready here. You remember that scene? So this is a family that Jesus was very close to. And we're right now invited into that family. I always think, too, whenever something comes up in the Scripture, it's meant for us, too. So Jesus wants to be in our families. You all tell me many times, outside here, almost every weekend, people come up to me and they talk to me about their friends who are sick in the hospital or going through a tough time. See, you've been invited into their families. You say, I went to see them at the hospital. I'm bringing things over for them to eat for dinner. And just like what happens when you get invited into a family, people are feeling all different kind of things. You know, we as priests, Father Zavi and I, we often get called to go to give last rites. I was trying to think of it last night. I can't think of words enough to explain to you what that feels like when we go in. I never get used to it. This very critical moment and you come into their home. First of all, when they meet you at the door, they're so glad you came. And you walk in there, I, it's like a sacred place. And there's all kinds of different emotions. You feel all the love in that house at that moment for that person. And I'm sure there's other feelings of, you know, already great grief, maybe anger about why is this happening? All those feelings are there. Well, listen to what happens in this passage. Because there's all kinds of things going on in this passage as well. First of all, when Jesus hears one of his best friends, Lazarus, is very ill, and I can't get over the passage, says, and when Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill, so he remained two more days where he was. I'm thinking, what was that about? I mean, if he's really ill, why is he saying? And it says, so he remained two more days. 
You could say, well, it would be better if he said, so he shortened his trip, you know, but he doesn't, doesn't say that. He says he remained two more days. Why is that? The scholars will say it's because Jesus already knows he's about to do something amazing over there. And he's letting it happen so he can do the amazing thing. So then he gets there, and Martha says this statement, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would still be alive. Now, we don't have the tone for those words, because those words could go two ways. It could be a statement of belief. Oh, Lord, if you had been here, I know he would have lived, right? Or it also could have been a critique. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. We don't know, but something's going on there. And here's what Jesus does. Before he goes to the tomb, he does something that's so significant. He's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. And right at that moment, before he goes there with Martha, he raises up her faith. Those parallels are meant to be noticed. He raises up her faith. She says, oh yeah, I believe. I believe in the resurrection of the dead at the end of the world. And Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, he lives. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Then comes the question, central to all of us. Do you believe this? And then Martha makes a confession of faith that's right up there with St. Peter when he said, you are the Christ, and with St. Thomas, my Lord and my God, after the resurrection. It's right there. Yes, I believe that you are the Christ, the one who is coming into the world. He raised her faith. And then these two words come out. And I've asked scholars about this, you know, at the seminary when I was teaching there. It says that Jesus was perturbed. I said, is that what the Greek means? He was perturbed? They said, yeah, that's what it means. The Greek word means like he was angry inside. What was he angry about? Here's where the scholars go. They have debates about this. Was he angry that all these bad things happened to us? Was he angry that we have to lose our loved ones in death? That we have to suffer? Was he angry about that? Because he's witnessing it all around him, what it's, how it's affecting them. Or was he angry because they didn't believe in him? They didn't believe that he's the one who has the life. We don't know. We're going to have to ask the Lord that one when we get there. But he was perturbed. And then the shortest verse in the Bible, three words, and Jesus wept. This is where I wish I had the freshness. To imagine the Lord of the universe weeping. You know, I had a priest friend of mine. He, he's a great speaker. He goes all over the world. Always dresses in his clerics, you know, his collar and his suit. He's a very extroverted guy. So he'll get in the airplane and he'll start talking. So one time he said it happened, and all of a sudden the guy next to him exploded. Loud voice. 
angry. How can you talk about God? Look at what's happened in this world. How many people are suffering? If, how can there be a God if all this suffering is going on? And of course, everybody in the airplane turned around and wondered, what did that priest say to him? And then he said he, he felt it was the Holy Spirit. The next words that came out of his mouth. He said, sometimes I think God holds the world in his hands and he looks down and he weeps for our suffering. Now he's not just saying that as good wish thinking. It happened. It happened when Jesus was looking over Jerusalem. I know exactly the spot where he was probably. He's coming down the Mount of Olives. There's the Kidron Valley. And then right up there is Jerusalem. When he looked over Jerusalem, was one other time in the Gospels where it said Jesus wept. He's right here. And they don't get it. So the question for you and me is do you believe? Do you believe this? I am the resurrection of life. Because he went to that tomb. They all told him, wait, 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 you can't do this. You can't roll back that stone. Lazarus, come out. Untie him and let him go. It was the sixth sign in the Gospel of John. John doesn't talk about as many miracles as the other Gospels. There's seven and each one is building. Last week we heard the fifth sign, man born blind, the curing of his eyesight. The next sign, the last sign in God, John's gospel is right here on the cross, Jesus' death and resurrection. The greatest sign of all, the salvation of the world. Do you believe this? I want to add a twist right here at the end. Rabbi Levi Yitzchak was born in Ukraine. 1700s, died right at the beginning of the 1800s. This happened to him one time. He was visiting somebody in Poland. They went into a tavern. And the rabbi said he overheard this conversation. Two guys sitting at a little table. And they're drinking, I don't know. I don't know if it's beer, vodka. What they, I don't know what they were drinking. And they're sitting there, they're two old friends. And they start this conversation. You can imagine this happening, especially as they have a few more, you know. Peter and Ivan. And each one is telling the other how great a friend they are. You're my best friend. They keep trying to outdo each other. And then finally Ivan says, Do you know what hurts me? Do you know what I cry about? And his friend said, no, I don't know what you cry about. We're always having a good time here. If you don't know what I cry about, how can you say you love me? If you don't know what hurts me, how can you say you love me? That's the twist. We know Jesus loves us. He cries when we cry. But do we know what hurts him? Do we know what he cries for? We need to find out. Because if we don't know, how can we say we love him? 
If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.